Hello guys, uh, welcome back. This is uh, the episode number 36. And in this episode, we are going to discuss uh, a full test. And um, the full test usually contains uh, three parts, part one, part two, and part three. And uh, in the past, uh, we talked a little bit about um, the differences between these parts. And the first part is usually asking about uh, the general information about yourself, uh, your hobbies, let's say. Uh, the second um, part is usually uh, asking about your experiences or how you know things or people in, in details. And uh, the third part is usually an opinion question where you're supposed to give your opinion over a specific matter, right? And um, the most important thing is how you communicate with this language. They're not there to see how smart you are. They want to see how fluent you are. So without further ado, I'm going to start asking questions. But uh, mind you that whenever you attend this examination, they will want to know who you are. So never forget to carry your ID with you. Um, and also as an opener, they're going to ask you some um, simple questions uh introducing yourself maybe talking a little bit about your home where you live and how you live who you live with a little bit of work and studies and uh, those kind of um, topics all right so um i'm going to skip that part because that's uh, a little bit very familiar you know when you're practicing you shouldn't skip it so i'm going to go directly to specific uh, questions that are focusing in this part here so uh, we're going to talk about dancing in this first part. And uh, the first question is, do you enjoy dancing and why or why not? Well, uh, nowadays I, I don't enjoy dancing as much as I used to enjoy dancing when I was younger uh, because I don't find the right motivation. It could be because of uh, responsibilities. I'm uh, working very hard, you know, every day. So uh, I think my program is very full and uh, the time for dancing isn't something that I'm looking forward to. And the time that I have is the time that I'm um, spending going outside for running, probably, and uh, going to the gym. Uh, but as a young, uh, young kid, I used to dance a lot. I was even taking part in some dancing competitions, which was a lot of fun. The second question is, has anyone ever taught you to dance? Well, where I come from, dancing occurs very naturally. We just learn from each other by just observation and being a little bit creative about it. So there is no specific place where someone goes and teaches you how to dance. Not at home, not at school. I wish these kind of skills were more um, advanced in the community with so many talents. But unfortunately, we don't have those uh, dancing activities in our schools. Uh, number three is, tell me about any traditional dancing in your country. Well, we have the traditional dancing called Ngoma, whereby people play drums and they dance to it. Uh, there are certain or specific patterns which people follow when they're dancing to Ngoma, and they differ from a region to region. So um, some places actually love this and they do it almost every weekend. In some places, almost every week, uh, evening, and uh, in some places, it's uh, very rare. You can almost not see it, but they're very common during the weddings, for instance, or other kinds of celebrations of sort. Do you think that traditional dancing will be popular in the future? Well, I do believe that traditional dancing will be popular in the future, thanks to technology. Nowadays, people are exploring more, trying to find 
what kind of places they could learn different kinds of dances and applying them, probably improving them a little bit more. But I think it's really cool to do traditional dancing nowadays. Um, the fact that uh, social media is offering different opportunities, you know, for people doing different things, having something which is not very common, which is traditional dancing, could create another uh, opportunity uh, for the future dancers who wants to uh, explore this um, field of dancing. All right, um, this is the end of the first part. I'm going to, to read the question which is usually a cue card. They give you a card with the hints about the question and the question itself, and then they give you one minute to prepare for this part, as you probably already know. Um, so I'm just going to read the question, and I won't spend that one minute actually thinking about it. I'm going to give the answer right. So the question is, describe someone in a family who you like. You should say how this person is related to you, uh, what this person looks like, what kind of person he is. Or she is and explain why you like this person well uh, my favorite person in my family or well one of my favorite people in my family because i've spent um, most of my young age with him is my my father right um he actually he's a tall guy um dark and uh, very strong he used to be in sports when he was younger he used to play football uh, he used to travel a lot, uh, going outside, tracking, doing different kinds of exercises and all. And um, um, he's a hardworking person. Uh, he's a family person. He has uh, many children and he always uh, talked about seeing his children together, cooperating, working together and all those kind of things. And I like him because of this especially and uh, the hard working, the fact that he has put all his kids through school and uh, made sure that they have the lives of their own. All right, so um, that's the end of uh, the second part. I'm going to move forward to asking the questions in the third part. And in this part, we're going to discuss about family similarities and genetic research. So in the family similarities part, the first question is uh, in, in what ways can people in a family be similar to each other? Right, I think the similarities in the family um, covers the physical appearances uh, because they share the genetics. So they tend to uh, be similar in, in physically, but also um, behaviors and um, uh, personalities, uh, you know, there are some patterns which are very common within the members of the same family compared to the members of different family and also the education level and ideology you usually find that most members of the family they're almost in the some certain level of education if they have gone to university they usually encourage each other it's something like a tradition of the family where everyone goes to university and they graduate so it's like an inspiration it's not about the intelligence it's about the culture of the family itself so if they uh, prioritize education and being educated if they prioritize money, if they prioritize politics, so that's how the, 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 the family is shaped and everyone in the family becomes similar in this way. The second question is, uh, do you think that daughters are always more similar to mothers than to male relatives? Uh, what about sons to fathers? Um, when you say always, it's an overstatement, but I, I, I think in, in most cases, due to the traditions that we have, uh, that daughters tend to spend more time with their uh, female counterparts, like their 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 mothers, and um, the, the sons tend to take uh, after their fathers because they love to see themselves 
doing things as the way that their fathers do. But uh, in, in some exceptional cases, you could find daughters are very similar to their fathers more than their mothers. So it's not an always thing. It's not 100%. So it depends on the family, you know, and the people themselves. In terms of personality, that's the last question in family similarities. In terms of personality, are people more influenced by their family or by their friends? I'm going to repeat the question in terms of personality. Are people more influenced by their family or by their friends? And in what ways? Right. In terms of personality, I think people are more influenced with the people who are they are exposed to, you know, and feel free to uh, express themselves and to be like them, or they see them as a role model or friends or family close to them. So the sense of uh, closeness towards your family and openness and agreeing to uh, following the family values is what's going to shape your personality towards the family. And if you are more aligned to your friends, then your personality is going to shift to your friends. So it depends on uh, your own acceptability you might not spend a lot of time with your friends but if they have high influence in you you're probably going to have the personalities that is relevant to, uh, to to them more than your families and the values relevant to them more than their families but in most cases people are more influenced by their families because they spend more time almost many years with their families compared to to their friends all right, um, we're going to talk about genetic research, about um, three questions uh, uh, up to. Um, and uh, the first question is, uh, where, where can people in your country get information about genetic research? Uh, I'm going to repeat this question. Where can people in your country get information about genetic research? Well, getting information about genetic research uh, depends on what kind of information you're looking for. But if you're looking about general information about the, the birth rights, you know, uh, and things of sort, it's very easy to, to get them. And most hospitals can do this. But uh, for the deeper research in genetics, there are very specific institutions which are very, very um a few and they are probably private and government institutions but uh, the hospitals could do this uh, kind of um, they could, could perform this kind of experiments some uh, laboratories you know and, and, and institutions of such how do people in your country feel about genetic research well i mean it's not very welcomed because people tend to uh, accept you know and um um, I think some kind of problems are just destiny, you know, but for a much more educated part of uh, my country, people would tend to go deeper and do research. And we have people traveling uh, around the world trying to look for um, the cures of different kinds of diseases that they have, trying to understand if they're genetic or not, etc. So um, people are not uh, very knowledgeable about this subject so saying what they feel about it without knowing how much knowledge they have or knowing the fact that they don't have enough knowledge is uh, it is something easy to to decide should this research be funded that's the last question should this research be funded by private companies or government you know i think uh, in these kind of things since are uh, really important uh, for the development of any community I think they should be funded by both the government and the private sectors, but also the private sectors shouldn't go into 
genetic research just to make more money. Uh, you know, it has to be uh, part of getting the profit, but also more importantly, helping the community itself. So both the government and uh, individuals or private companies could uh, fund this kind of researches. All right, so uh, that was the last question in this episode, and this is the end of the full test that I had promised. And this is episode number 36. We're going to have more full tests, and I hope these tests are going to help you to perform better in your LS examination. If you have any questions, you know how to reach me through my social media account, mudi.bajo, M-U-D-Y dot B-A-J-O-H, M-U-D-Y dot B-A-J-O-H. If you have any questions, just DM me and I'll be happy, more than happy to answer your questions. So thank you very much for now. Uh, see you in the next episode and I'm wishing you all the best in your preparation for the coming examination.